I feel in a rut. Do you remember the other day I was coming in hot? You were coming in hot. That wasn't the other day, though. That was weeks ago. Yes. <laughs> well, I feel like you're coming in hot today. I you are. You are. You look crestfallen. I do. What's going on? I just, there's a lot. This is confidential, by the way. Fair. Okay. Since no one's listening. <laughs> Good. I have a lot riding on my shoulders. What is it? I think I'm on, I think I'm on the shingles path again. <laughs> oh no, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Get off the shingles expressway. I don't have my hiking boots either. So you are under some pressure, a workplace pressure? Yes, always. No, well, not always. I feel very pressured. You said always. That I think was your truest self speaking that first of course you gut do. instinct. Of course you do. Everyone, if you're listening to this episode, when the music starts, you can just go ahead and hit pause or mute or, okay, I'll, I'll be ready. Give me a, okay. Cue the jingle. always talking about how we're going to die trying being better versions of ourselves. Let's be very, very honest right now. We are going to die. We, uh, you and I are constantly around loss, loss of life, uh, loss of relationship, and of course, even loss of property, grief everywhere. And, and when I think of all those things, we have to think of someone or something that's going to protect us and those we love. Someone that I think of is Robert Edge with Kentucky Farm Bureau Insurance. Right here in our community, always ready to serve. He's an agent, he's big on commitment, and he is committed to my family, personally and professionally. If you're thinking of insurance, if you're thinking of home, auto, life, think no other or no further than Robert Edge with Kentucky Farm Bureau Insurance. Call Robert at 270-929-4215. Is it too early to uh, start thinking about Christmas? No. It feels like Christmas outside. Well, it feels like Christmas all the time in my heart. Do you sing Christmas music all year long? In June. Do you mind seeing Christmas decorations in the stores in June? No. When do you uh, set your Christmas decorations up in the funeral homes? November the 1st. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. You want to, you know, get everything out of it that you can. And who do you have do it for you? Do you do your own decorating? Never. You know why? Yeah, because I call Wilburn. Yeah. Special thank you to Dickie Knight, Sally Barker, and the incredibly inventive and creative people at Wellburn Floral and Events for their ongoing care of their customers as they decorate their homes and businesses for Christmas. Every single year, you can count on Wellburn Floral to come out, put your Christmas lights up on your trees, on your house, and your bushes. If it goes out, they come and fix it. It just, it's perfect. Every single year, my house fills with joy. Wellburn Floral, 920 East 4th Street in Owensboro, Kentucky. Feel free to call 270-684-3283. We're back. Welcome to You'll Die Trying. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening today. We are going to, uh, we're going to figure out what's going on. What's going on with Nathan? For those of you who are listening, every single one of you has been stuck. Every single one of you has felt like you've been in a rut. You have felt overwhelmed. You have felt under the gun. You have felt pressure and burdensome weight upon your shoulders. 
my friend Nathan, that's how you look today. What's going on? I have a lot of responsibility, as we all do. I know that. I'm not, and and I'll be vulnerable to all of you. It is most certainly common. So if you've ever felt, which I have, that you are in a rut, you are not alone. You are not alone. I am definitely here with you. <laughs> Michael Jackson once said, it's, um, you know, there's a lot of people that rely on me, my decisions, my execution of my decisions, policies, procedures, etc., for the betterment of their lives, their families' lives, and you know their mortgages and car payments and insurances and all that stuff. So it's it's no big deal. Just just a little bit of of weight. I'm a big fan of naming things that are hard and not skirting around them. I'm not a fan of when people say, "Oh, it's okay," you know, "It'll be fine." I'm not a fan of. Did saying, I say that? I said that, didn't I? No, I don't think you have yet. You oh. have in the past. Oh, okay. I, we all have said that in the past, and I'm not a fan of it when I say it, and I know I say it. Also, I'm not a big fan when people say, well, compared to other people's problems, this is nothing, so I shouldn't complain. That's yuck. Well, it's not fair to you because this is your problem. Yeah, someone else is in a hospital somewhere. They've just received a diagnosis or they have a child who's stuck in some developing nation and can't get out. Yeah, everybody has problems, but this one's yours. So this stuckness is yours and this difficulty is yours and this grief is yours. Let's sit with that, right? So rather than dismiss it and rather than deny it, and by the way, denial is not always a bad thing. You know, as I've said before, it helps prevent everything from hitting us all at one time. But I'm not a big fan of living in that space. Like, let's just name it. The fact is you feel stuck, you feel overwhelmed, you feel burdened, and you're wondering how do you get out of it without the shingles. Whenever you're talking, I'm sitting here, there's literally nothing that I can do at this point. Right. It is 100% out of your control. Everything is out of my control at this point. I have done absolutely everything that I can possibly do. So what do you do when you have no way to control the outcome of a situation when the situation is bringing stress and and burden on you? Run. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, you, you've hit the nail on the head. I mean, it's you're right. I can sit and sulk in this moment and or I can step up and I'm going to choose to just step up and be like, hey, you know, these things are tough. This is a tough, this is a tough little season that I am in as a leader and that is okay. So I'm naming it. I'm acknowledging it. You're right. There's nothing I can do. There's nothing that I can do. It We're is doing very great. uncomfortable. Yeah, it is. To I be mean, out of control. Yeah, we're doing everything right. We're doing incredible things. We're taking care of incredible people. We're doing all those things incredibly well. And now we just are in a season of, is it? it's almost like suspension. You're just, yeah. you're kind of here. It's kind of like letting go of the trapeze and you're waiting for the other one to swing. You know it's coming and you just have your arms out and you're like, yeah. ah. You know, you're in what theologians call a liminal time. Liminal means you're in waiting, a kind of holding pattern. Have you ever been in a plane and you're holding over a city waiting for your clearance to land and you might circle the city uh, 30 minutes to an hour? You might be burning off fuel. You might be waiting for traffic to clear up, but you're just waiting. Mm -hmm. There's nothing you can do about it. Uh, A liminal time is kind of like you standing in a threshold with one foot in one space and one foot in another, not really knowing where you are, but you know that you're on your way somewhere. And it's scary, it's uncertain, and it brings about a tremendous amount of anxiety. So this is a liminal season. I think, in addition to naming the fact that this sucks, 
to be crass. I apologize, but it does. No, it really does. Uh, at the same time, what's the shadow side? What's on the other side of of the ridiculousness of it, of the stress of it, of the burden of it? To me, the other side is gratitude. I think for me, one of the ways that I get unstuck is to find what positive forces are at work when there are obstacles and fears right out in front of me. I try to figure out what is going well. And we're hardwired for that, so we don't have to work too hard to get there. There's a lot going well for, for everybody around here. Let's hear it. Let's see here. We have a, a, a bought-in team. Everyone's bought into what it is that we are doing and what our end goal is. End goal is exceptional care and love, right? When we talk about being kind to people, being loving to people, that's what our goal is here. And people work day in and day out for that. So you have team buy-in. So we have team buy-in. We have immaculate facilities. We don't have walls caving in and roofs leaking, which is good. Roofs, roofs leaking. We have a beautiful fleet. So we have cars that can do what they need to do. And, you know, we have a healthy, healthy staff, healthy family. Um, yeah, we're good. So there are some good things to be said. There's quite a few good things. To Gratitude be said. puts things in perspective, I think. Yes, perspective. Helps us realize who we are and what we have. Yep. And I think we end up being more positive. Here's why I think it's important. A lot of people think that this is just cliche. Oh, you know, just be grateful. I'm not saying just be grateful because it still sucks. Being grateful, though, grants perspective, helps you understand who you are and what you have. And it genuinely makes you feel happy. There's happiness in gratitude. And when you have that kind of positive spirit and you approach that same stuckness that hasn't gone anywhere, you have a sense of, okay, I can't control the outcome of the situation, but I can control who I am in the situation. The relationships that I have in the situation, the, the correspondence and communication that I need to have because of the situation, all of that when marked by gratitude and a sense of positive approach to the situation can make, I think, a stuckness go away so that you're not stuck in a moment and you can't get out of it. Thanks, you too. I really actually have another thing. I'm, I'm grateful for today's company meeting that we had whenever we were on the computer and all of our managers are on their... Um, on their videos and cameras and, and we had that audio and video conference. It was pretty it was pretty nice to just have everyone present, even if technologically speaking. That yeah, was nice. Yeah. That was that was a great little moment. Yeah. So I'll hold tight to that. I appreciate you talking me through that. Yeah, ladies, gents, this is this is what this podcast is about. If I can just talk about this before we move on. You know, going into today's episode, it's, you know, Business happens, life happens, and uh, it's not always going to be glitter, and it's not always going to be rainbows. It's how you handle, it's how you are, it's how you love, it's how you uh, discern that makes you uh, an incredible person, incredible leader, you know, whatever you want to say. I choose to be positive. I choose to be um, encouraged by people. I Thank you. I'm not going to sit in this, this rut. I am out of the rut. We filled in the hole. We're now moving forward. I have my hiking boots on. Let's go. So can we talk about gratitude? Then? Let's do it. What are the ways that you cultivate a grateful life? You focus on, you, you just said it, you focus on the positive, you focus on the small, the little small things. I think, uh, for instance, you know what makes me grateful every day if I haven't had a moment of, oh, I'm so thankful when I pull up into my driveway and I walk down my path to get to my house, I look at my grass and it's really green and pretty. That makes me grateful. So you like the uh, the atmosphere of your home? You I like love home? my green lawn. All right. That number one is you noticing your day-to-day -day life from a point of gratitude completely changes your perspective. 
Mm. How many times do you take for granted the fact that you have a nice yard? Can I just say that I do not. Currently, my yard, the only one on the street, is stone brown, not a blade of grass. You did it to yourself. We killed it. You did. We killed the terrible lawn we had. We planted seed in a time when we shouldn't have, we knew. (laughs) It grew beautifully green and then was overcome with weeds. And then we had to kill it again so that we can, in this fall, soon fix it. It's terrible. Literally, when you turn on the road a quarter mile away, you can see it because it's nothing but green lawns, and then there's ours. So it's become a landmark. So you can see it from sense. space. You can. <laughs> that and the Great Wall of China. Yes. But, so, uh, let me just say, my yard is not one of the day-to-day things that I'd like to notice as something that I can be grateful for and amazed by and something that I take for granted. But one day it will be. But there are things that are day-to-day. Like, I love uh, getting into my vehicle. I love my vehicle. I love driving it. I love going to my office. It's gorgeous. I love that space. It's homey. It's comfortable. And people have such beautiful things to say about it, which warms my heart. My wife and I worked really hard uh, to make that possible. I love that. I go home. You already know my home is is my place, right? Joy is my person. My home is my place. I'm totally good with all of that. It's wonderful. And I am truly grateful. And it is really important that we not take that stuff for granted. So number one way to cultivate gratitude in our lives, I think, is to notice the, to notice the day-to-day. I went this morning, I went on a uh, death call. The phone rang at 527. We're on from 5 p.m. the evening until 6 a.m. the following morning. The call came in at 527. So it's literally like you're right before going off call. And I thought it was, I thought it would be good to just go ahead, get up, get ready for the day and not pass that on to John, my brother, who Mm -hmm. was coming on at 6 a.m. So I went, by the time I was done, it was 7.04 in the morning back to the funeral home. And I was like, you know what I want to do? I want to go home and see my kids before they go off to school. So I went back home to see my kids because I'm grateful for their smiling, crazy hair in the morning faces. Got them ready for school. So that was another that was another moment for me to be like, I really need my family to give me that element of gratitude, gratefulness to go on about my day. Love it. Yeah, that's really neat. Number two way to cultivate gratitude in your life, keep a gratitude journal. Ooh. Even if on your phone, on a note, you can just type at the top, gratitude journal, because that's the thing you're going to see in the list of, of your index. Three things every day that you're grateful for. That's it. Three things. It can be as, as banal and mundane as my delicious coffee. It could be something more profound, like the fact that I uh, that place on my skin turned out not to be cancer. It could be something about the workplace, something about your children. Three things. That's it. Three things. And you go through your day looking for what you want to put on your journal. Like, I want it to be something that really means something to me today. So you're looking for just positive. You're, you're constantly looking you're for. You're scanning your life for what is beautiful, and you're going to grab three of those things and put them in your gratitude journal. It 100% gives you... Uh, a different perspective. I'm doing that. I just raised my hand like I was in class because I'm I'm literally making the commitment before all of you and you, Dr. Carroll, I'm going to start doing that like now. Not right. now because that's disrespectful to be texting while you're t- talking. But Well, it would be better if people wrote it down because writing, right. as we've already said, um, weeks and weeks ago, 40% more likely to do what you say you're going to do when you write it down. And gratitude, if you're noticing things, you're probably better to write it down. But if you're going to do it on your phone, do it just as long as you do it. That's, that's something that I'm doing. I'm doing it, everyone. A third thing to cultivate gratitude in your life is to reframe. 
for instance, we did have a staff meeting this morning. Nine people uh, were available. All of us, many of us in different, we were all in different locations, some of us in different cities, even different states. We were all in one place because of video conferencing using technology, which was great. It is very easy for us to be like, this is ridiculous. This is cold. This isn't real interaction. This is hard. There are bugs. The computer's freezing up. I mean, it's really easy for us to go negative. But how great is it to reframe in our minds, how nice is it that I can be in my own office and still attend this meeting? How great is it that I didn't have to drive an hour and a half to be with this person and this group to meet? How great is it that this technology works for us? How wonderful is it that this isn't costing us anything? There are always things to see differently than how we originally see them. So reframe and find what's positive about your current situation that you think might not be. I really like that. That's neat. That kind of goes back to what uh, we talked about a few weeks ago when Christine told me, I don't, it's not, I have to do this. I get to do this. I get to see my team, even if it's only on a computer screen and I get to hear Brandy's ACDC ringtone in the background. <laughs> that was, was that funny. ACDC? I'm not sure, but um, it was funny. It was, it was funny. She, oh, oh goodness. Oh yeah. goodness. Another one. Yes. Humility. I think when we find ourselves stuck, it's largely because we think that we should be doing more and can't because our hands are tied by a situation. When you approach the situation with humility, with a kind of modest respect for the gravity and the breadth of a situation, we recognize kind of where we fit. Sometimes being grateful is just saying, I'm doing the best I can. This is, this is outside of me and outside of something that I know that I, I'm responsible for. So I'm grateful for that perspective. I'm grateful for the perspective that this is beyond just me. This doesn't just sit on my shoulders. So even though I'm feeling like this is 100% my responsibility, humility allows me to remember this is not. I'm a part of a team. I'm in a culture. I'm in a business context that wavers, that trends up, maybe trends down. These are things outside of our control. That kind of humility can bring a kind of gratitude that does grant very positive perspective. Take a step back in the business that you are in. Like for me, I'm talking myself through and, and continuously from going back into the rut. Think about, you know, what it is that you do, what industry you are currently in. That was my chin, by the way, hitting the microphone. Sorry. And think about, okay, you've got a great team. You've got a great process. Your product or thing that you offer is pristine. Uh, it does come in ebbs and flows. Like I can't control in my line of care when someone passes away. I wouldn't want to, you know, I, I don't want people to die. I want people uh, to feel confident and comfortable enough to, to trust us, to care for them. That's my hope and my goal. Uh, so I can't control that. I am not the grim reaper and I am not God. So I literally have no say. Humility. Humility. It comes from uh, the word humus, which means um, earth. It's the kind of uh, composted materials at the base of a tree, humus. We're grounded. We're rooted. It doesn't mean uh, to look down on yourself. It doesn't mean to, to, to think less of oneself. It means to be grounded and rooted on earth. We are a part of this place. This is, I am not God. I am creature. I am child of God. I am a part of this community. I am rooted here. I need to remember my place. That can be really freeing and liberating. I feel lighter already. Want another one? Yes. Give at least one compliment 
to someone every day and say something complimentary about something, some appreciation of something every day and share it out loud. Your shirts are always so nicely pressed. Thank you. Always. Do you do that or is it an awesome dry cleaner? Awesome dry cleaner. It Always perfect. Never a daggum wrinkle. Thank you. Always. Complimentary? Is that what we're doing now? Yeah. Yeah. My turn. You do have great hair. Thanks, man. You really do. Thank you. I mean, it's it's enviable. <laughs> You're the second person that's told me that. Literally. Yeah. In your life or today? No, I just, that literally goes on and on about my hair. Does Thank your you. hair, is that natural? Or do you have an excellent dry cleaner? <laughs> that's a dry cleaner. I go every morning through the drive-thru. <laughs> they she do gives a good me job. A little, she gives me a little fluff of the front there. A little it's, steaming, pressing, and yep. then some starch. Yep. Thank you for that. That makes me feel good. Something uh, that I appreciate, I love how quiet it is when I first wake up, when Joy and I first wake up in the morning, right before we wake up the girls, right before she has her first cup of coffee, right before anything happens, we're just acknowledging that it's another day and we are alive in it and we give each other a kiss. I love that. And I want to say something beautifully positive about how much I love that. Doing that frees me. It makes the kind of the, the stiffness around my heart just melt a little bit because I want to make sure at least one time a day I say something kind about someone to them. And I want to make sure I say something positive about something and I share it with someone else and invite them to do the same. That's really nice. So can I say that I love getting up, getting ready. I love before the voice and hearing the little pitter patter of that footstep. And I can differentiate my children's footsteps, of course. And when I go to the bottom of the stairs, never fails the way in which they look at me and light up like that stairwell with just utter innocence and joy. Like I just take it, put it in my pocket. <laughs> I mean, it's that's nice. Awesome. Yeah. Good for you. That's awesome. Good well, for you. thank you. I thank you. I feel like I started this morning, this episode. <laughs> I just felt like you were dragging me by a rope because you're like, come on, bud, let's go. And then here I am walking alongside you again. I'm out of that rut. And I encourage each of you, if you're listening in your car, if you're listening on your phone somewhere and you're just like, you know what? Today is not a a day. You don't have to be perfect all the time. And you're not ever going to be perfect, but you don't have to always put so much pressure on yourself in a situation and a season that you are in. Embrace the season, embrace that moment and realize that there is that light. Yeah. Be grateful. Uh, Whenever you find yourself in a situation that makes you feel stuck, ask yourself, what can I learn here? Mm. And when you can get apart from it without emotional implication, ask yourself, you know, what, what about this can I be grateful for? Every situation we encounter is a teacher. Also, promise yourself and and get accountability. Tell someone about this. I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to criticize. I'm not going to gossip for one week intentionally gather everything you can in yourself, muster all the courage and willpower you can and tell another person, I'm not going to complain or gossip or criticize about anything for one week. I'm not going to complain, gossip or criticize anybody for a week. I'm proud of telling you that. I'll be your accountability partner. Please do it. Same with me. Another thing, be genuinely happy to hear from people and let them know in their voice, in your voice, how happy you are. It doesn't matter if they don't reciprocate. Let people know how happy you are to hear from them. 
It's there's something about it that changes things. And then join a cause, get get a part of something, become a part of something that you believe in, whether it's church related, some kind of mission effort, or uh, a homeless shelter, soup kitchen, uh, a place for uh, for at risk children to go after school, or uh, a place for um, special needs children and adults. Get a part of something, become a part of something larger than yourself. You will appreciate the people, you will appreciate your life, you will appreciate yourself more. So there it is. Cultivate a grateful life. Be thankful. Don't worry. And we thank you for listening. This is You'll Die Trying. I'm Jonathan. I'm Nathan. And we will talk to you next time.